Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Conscious Vibe Podcast, where we elevate intellect through conscious dialogue while exploring race, politics, business, and culture. I'm Dr. Daryl L. Jones, and I'm Charles D. Mitchell. Welcome to the Conscious Vibe, DJ. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you. You as well. Good day. Good day, right? So far, it's yeah, great. So yeah. far, great day. Yeah. Only get better. Oh, 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 of course. We've got Abby Charles with us here today. Abby, Miss Tucson, the reigning Miss Tucson. And I understand, like, you were most recently Miss, Miss Arizona pageant as well, correct? Yes, I just competed in the state pageant. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. We're so happy to hear Abby here. Um, yeah. We'd love to learn more about you, your story, where you grew up, um, and what's in your future. Okay, excellent. Well, you know, hopefully we all find out what's in my future, cause, you know, some days. <laughs> I think I know, but God says no. <laughs> so what, where did you grow up? Did you yes. grow up here? So um, I was born in a teeny tiny island, but I definitely consider Arizona my home. Um, definitely Tucsonian. You know, I wear sandals in December, even though I shouldn't. Um, I'm just very grateful to just be in America and be in Arizona because it's just a great state and it's just great people, great energy. Mm-hmm. So tiny island. I'm, yes. I'm assuming that's Bermuda. Yeah. Correct, right? Assuming you know, but you read my bio. <laughs> no, but you know what? Sometimes things, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. bios yeah. aren't reflective of actually where people either grew up or feel like where home is for them, mm-hmm. or who they're connected to, or where they're connected to. Mm-hmm. Uh, also saw that you have, you know, there's a Mexican American part of your heritage yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So tell us about all that. Yes. So my mom's from Mexico, um, and my dad's from Bermuda, and I always joke, I think, um, you know, because I'm at NAU, I think my dad just saw her and was like, oh, you beautiful woman, come to my island, you know, marry me. (laughs) But um, I I think it's interesting because even though they're from a pretty uh, big distance in regards to where they grew up, just their work ethic and their Mm -hmm. mindset is something that they have in common. And I think it's so important when we get a chance to meet people from different nations, different cultures, to really look beyond the physical and look beyond characteristics that are not in our control and think about the mindset and the spirit of the individual. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, go ahead. So, you got a lot going on in terms of your bio, and that's awesome. You're you're giving to the world in a really unique way. Um, Let's tap into the nutritional science aspect of your background. Tell us more about that. Yes. So uh, when I was in high school, I was the student like, yeah, I'm going to graduate and do this and that and this and that in this order. And like I joked earlier, God was like, I don't think so. And so um, I was going to go to FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, Mm -hmm. because I always like to, uh, I think if you look good, you feel good. And I like to make other people feel good. Um, But I really had to think, what makes people truly feel good? It's health, it's happiness, it's safety. And just my personality, I want to help as many people as I possibly can during my time on Earth. And so I said, what is a degree path I could follow that everybody uses um, all over the world? And nutrition, I hit, like, nutrition, this is great. Mm-hmm. And even thinking back on my history, um, I have video clips from when I was a kid, like having very specific tea parties, like no, like Miss Teddy Bear gets the cookies, like Mr. Dinosaur gets the cupcakes, like mama, it's serious. And even looking um, just my past, like I was the manager on my school's football team. They call me water girl, but whatever, you know, but just being able to um, even nourish the players like with water when they came off, I think it's so important. 
even thinking from an aspect of faith, there's so many food metaphors in the Bible. So yes, I'm an actual scientist in regards to nutrition, but it's nice because it also involves the therapy, the connection, the culture, because food has so many emotions to it. I remember um, a couple weeks ago, I was speaking to a young lady um, about food and she started crying when we talked about macaroni and cheese because she said it was her dad's favorite dish and he just Mm. passed away. Mm. And there's so much connected to food and that's why I really like it because it is science in regards to white lab coat um, gloves and goggles but then also it is culture community even politics a little bit of everything <laughs> now do you ever cheat cheat what with food uh, I'm not married to anything yet <laughs> no ring on the finger <laughs> Uh, okay, so that sounds like something you would say, by the way. Yeah. That would be one of your jokes. That's actually a good point. That's what's a good your question. biggest vice when it comes to food? My biggest vice? I don't know. And I think um, I think maybe it's my personality, or maybe it's because my horoscope. I'm a Libra. I see things both sides. Ah, Libra, where's your number um, one? October 18th, I do up. accept presents and donations. Well, mine is, <laughs> mine is tomorrow, so I do too. I oh, thought she was going to say yeah. October 8th, because I'm October 8th. So she just blew birthday. past mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine is totally. tomorrow. Right she she know ladies first, hey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, my favorite, I would say... I love cinnamon, like cinnamon rolls. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Anything yeah. sweet. I have a sweet tooth. I really do. I think um, one of my favorite places in town in Tucson is Village Bakehouse. Okay. And I actually wrote them like kind of like a love letter the other day. I was like, "Dear Village Bakehouse, I just want to let you know I really appreciate you for being a positive asset in my community. Um, I love coming in every day. And after all, they say you are what you eat. So thank you for keeping me sweet. Much love, Abby Charles." <laughs> By the way, my the birthday is <laughs> text in the mail. By the way, they're, they're, they just let me know they're going to send the check. Uh, but it's delicious, and and that's the thing too. You know what businesses are we promoting? We do get a chance to be on a platform. I always try to think local and businesses that I really vetted and I know. Like I go in there so much. Like when I even I call, I'm like, oh, Abby, I know it's you because you say please and thank you. I'm like, oh, please, oh, that's my wonderful. order. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, wonderful. Going back to nutrition, yes. you know, that is such a, to your point, like food is such a big part of our lives in many ways, you know, from culture to just, you know, creating community, like just enjoying social time together. We plan a lot of things around food. When we think about that, what do most people get wrong around the idea of what nutrition means or what it should mean for you in terms of just trying to have, you know, a, 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 a basic diet or lifestyle that that can serve you well for for your entire life well because um the beautiful thing about nutrition it really reflects the truth that we're also unique um and we're also different for example for four years i nannied a pair of twins and these lovely ladies were just adorable but at the same time too it really was um a to some extent a scientific uh, example of how two beings can be so similar yet very different in regards to um digestive preferences etc etc each person is their own scientific specimen mm-hmm. their own unique ecosystem in regards to food ideas, thoughts, memories. And um, I wouldn't necessarily say that anybody's doing anything wrong or right because what's right for one might not be the best for the other. Sure. Although something I do consider, um, I actually went to a gala this weekend and I was talking to a gentleman um, and he is in a wheelchair and he's telling me, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I need a nutritionist. Um, when I told him about my degree and a piece of me, like, don't tell someone that's gone to college for nutrition, like nutritionist, that's like a, mm-mm. <laughs> and so I said, oh, you know, I actually went to school to become a dietitian 
A lot of people don't know this, that there's no government standard to the term nutritionist. So anybody can really call themselves a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but the term dietitian, you have to go to school for four years. You have to complete an internship. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm going to complete my internship soon. I am doing my application so I can get into a program, hopefully in Arizona. Um, but the nice thing is about a dietitian, they're able to take into consideration those other scientific things. For example, yeah. um, what medications are you taking? For example, if you eat um, grapefruits or kale under certain medications, you could die. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, or even how does um, something like losing an arm or being in a wheelchair affect your nutrition and your intake of your nutrients and digestion? And so that's something I would say, possibly not going to the right and the educated sources and then getting frustrated when things don't work out. Does blood work have anything to do with that as well as you you look at it from a dietary perspective? Mm -hmm. We get really in there. It's like I respectfully, when I signed up for this, I was like, whoa. (laughs) I didn't realize how deep it was. But at the same time, too, I'm very proud of myself because Mm -hmm. when I was younger, unfortunately, I told myself, like, you're probably not not smart enough to be a scientist. And now I can say, like, I'm a scientist. You know, there's a STEM day coming up um, in Tucson for high school girls. And I said, like, sign me up. This is one of the most widely used forms of science. And it has one of the biggest impacts on a nation. And it's something that goes um, unnoticed. For example, in one of our laboratory classes, we go over the textures and the colors and the additives that we can put in foods for the mouthfeel, the sensory um, stimulation, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of broke my heart a smidge to know that... I hate to say this, but some of my peers are probably going to use their knowledge for evil. You know, they're probably hmm. going to use their knowledge to, in a passive-aggressive way, really poison the people. Um, not intentionally, but probably through a motivation of that paycheck, you know? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point that you make, too, because I really think that, you know, again, science is such an um, important field of study. And I think it's also an important field that doesn't have the diversity that it probably should have, particularly with women. And, uh, you know, certainly if you look at ethnic groups that are you know, not as prevalent in terms of being able to be at the forefront of that area, how do you how do you talk to people and share with people your your experiences to get them you know, inspired or interested in that work? Yes. So uh, how do I talk to people? Well, first of all, I'm always talking. OK, <laughs> like all my report cards say that like Abby's great. She just talks too much. Um, and so I think really just being an example, um, with being comfortable with who you are, I think something that I know I'm working on is being more transparent with who I am truly. Uh, for example, sometimes I like to eat my dessert before dinner. Like, ah, oh, I shouldn't do it. But at the same time, too, like, eh, it doesn't really matter that much thinking about the actual nutrient intake. And so I think just being more relaxed with who I am is one of the best ways I can inspire people because really seeing those raw examples, um, example, working with kids, I learned so much that kids do what you do, not what you say. And so for four years, having two little eyes look up at me every day that are very inquisitive and, and you know, at the same time too, they've gotten my wit over the years with their little questions. It made me just more conscientious of the way that mm-hmm. I uphold myself. And I think that's the best way to be a good example. So you, you mentioned something I, I want to go back to. Yes. You mentioned growing up and, you know, when it came to, getting into science Mm -hmm. from an educational perspective, you didn't feel like you were smart enough. Mm -hmm. Have you ever checked into where that came from, not thinking you were smart enough? Yes. Um, So something I actually talked to my sorority sisters about. um, What sorority are you in, by the way? Alpha. Okay. 
And we're in the White House now. Anyway. Um. <laughs> you are. So, so then what, what fraternity do you think you we're in? The right one. <laughs> you already know what fraternity we're in? I mean, if I had to guess. Uh, whatever's wait, 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 right for you. If she says the right one, I'm assuming she's thinking you, about You know what she's thinking, you know so don't say anything. You know don't say anything. Don't just hold it. So just just guess. I want you to guess. <laughs> no, thank you. You're so okay. You. Somebody one time guessed, and respectfully, that I was a Delta, and I was like slightly different. No, I, I, I see Aka all over you. Thank so. you. Oh, yeah, hands down. But, but yeah, we're not going to let you off the hook. We'll sit here for 40 minutes. So sure. You know what? I'm just going to go... And you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with Kappa. That was like low confidence. That was really low confidence. You know what? I mean, Either honest, that was low confidence, <laughs> or that was a little bit of shame. Wait, wait, what? I'm just gonna be so honest with you. Please, I'm gonna be very transparent. Transparent. When we had our line, I, I probably studied the least. And I feel like I was the weak link in regards to learning about other organizations because I said, you know, as long as like I know my information, like but don't I'll make be us okay. believe you. Yes, yeah, so, 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 so that's that's my guess because sometimes I feel sometimes I feel like a little like I don't know enough about other organizations. So did so you started this by saying you feel like you should have more. You're exactly right. We're both Kappas. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, okay. Just uh. all you gotta do is just say hey, Kappa. Okay. Yeah. Well then, I feel confident. Well, I was telling my sorority sisters how important it is that we are conscientious of the things that we are watching, especially the younger generation. And I mentioned how when I was younger, sometimes I just didn't feel like I had a lot of great influences on television or in the mm-hmm. music industry. And the ones that were semi-okay, sometimes their messages were not consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, for one song that I think about quite often, actually, um, when I use this uh, example, I think about like Destiny's Child. Totally love Destiny's Child. Okay, I applaud them for their contributions to culture. Um, I'm actually practicing a song for, of theirs with my singing coach. Um, but when I think about some of their songs, like Survivor, and then their songs where in the lyrics it talks about like good girls have to get down with the bad boys. Like I was always a good girl, but hearing stuff like that, it's like like maybe I do. Like oh my, where do I find them? <laughs> And so I think like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not going to touch that with a What, what song, what song are you practicing now, by the yeah. Let me ask that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. social media. Okay. 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 And right. so, um, but the point is, you know, I think that's where some of the the feelings of insecurity came in. And then also not having um, possibly the best outlook in regards to my teachers having a good outlook in regards to seeing me as a student. I remember like the first time I really felt, felt insignificant in class. It was like second grade. And we were learning about Black History Month and my teacher's like, look, how does that feel like, to learn about your history? It's like, I, my young brain was not um, knowledgeable enough to say like, well, I'm from a different country. So technically, and technically this is not necessarily like, like black history. This is all of our history. Mm-hmm. I think when we get into lines, it really does create feelings of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And even working with little ones, I always told them, I said, ladies, someone can have the same foundation as you in regards to like makeup, but on the inside of your spirit, you can be completely different. It's all about the soul. Think about the color of someone's soul. And I always say, my soul is like a bright pink with little pieces of glitter. You know, that's what I want people to see me as. And when I was younger, I didn't know that. I didn't, I wasn't able to fathom that. And so some of the examples or some of the, um, the 
possibly preconceived notions and behaviors of the other adults in my life who may have not had exposure to diversity, I think it contributed to it to an extent. Um, because even if it's not your skin tone that you think is making you an outsider, it's other things. And I think if we just encourage the youth to see that we're all one group of humans and we're all feeling moments of insecurity, we'll be much more um, comfortable dealing with that. You know, is um, I think the, the, the sad part of that, I mean, there's a lot to take in, right, when you share that. Um, you know, DJ and I, I think we would admittedly say that we're from a different generation than you. Yes. And um, it's disheartening to hear the same sort of um, narrative. Because um, I have a lot of friends as well who grew up thinking that they weren't necessarily smart enough or, or good enough. And I think some of those same reasonings um, that you're sharing were part of the reasonings they felt the same way growing up. And, um, you know, that's something that we, we've got to find a way to, you know, have our, our black and brown kids grow up in a way where they feel like they are, are valued and that they, they are seen as being capable and uh, they have ability to be smart and to do anything that they want to do in this world. And I think it starts with that mindset that you're sharing. It's true, and I think it also goes with the the narrative. Um, I remember once upon a time, these little angels, kindergarten, they came home from school one day, I picked them up. They said, Miss Abby, Miss Abby, did you know Christopher Columbus discovered America? And I was like, honey, new. And I gave the example, I said, okay, ladies, we're in the house, and someone comes in here and says, like, hey, I discovered this, you gotta get out. Did they really discover your house, okay? And I said, winners write their own history. The reason why is because they're in the position of power that they get to write it, they get to record it. The loser can't say anything because they'll probably just get beaten more to whatever extent they were beaten, whether through power, money, or physically. And so I think it's so important the way we tell narratives, even when there are injustices in the news, it's not a man or a woman of this nationality or skin tone it's a human citizen a man a woman something that is more generic that really allows more audience members to be able to identify and say oh they're not like something different they're just like me i think when we have that idea that it really could be anybody it could be us it could be anybody in the world experiencing a moment of negativity it puts it in perspective for example when we had um the the hate crimes that were occurring against Asian Americans, I went to the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center and I gave them a present of appreciation, an orchid, and a letter letting them know that they are cherished members of the community. My great-great-grandpa came to Bermuda from China and I called my dad and I asked, like, like I want to hear some of the stories that he went through. You know, and I told them when I went, I said, if God just made me look a little bit differently, I could be going through this. We also had, unfortunately, um, a hate crime against a synagogue and I called the rabbi in town in Tucson and I said like I'm so sorry this happened and same thing I said like that could be me like my best friend's Jewish like that could be her like I'm so sorry and I reached out to an organization out here to help out with their upcoming gala because I said it's so important that we stand up for everybody's rights because everybody's rights are our rights because like I said God just puts you through a different portal of life a different set of parents into this earth and that set of problems could be yours yeah, no doubt. You know, I think part of the challenge um, with standing up for everybody's rights is that we we have that means because we only have so much energy that will take some of the stamina away from standing up for our own rights, and that becomes we got so much energy to give, 
And while we're out trying to help, 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 we're continually, as African-American, black, regardless of what we want to call ourselves, in the line of defense. So that becomes a challenge. So the work you're doing is very much respected and appreciated. Um, at the same time, we got a lot going on. We got a lot going on in our communities. We got a lot going on that we have to try to figure out how to get ourselves in a position to truly help other people, but really help ourselves first. So it's a lot for us to think about. Um, let's talk a little bit about apparently and obviously uh, religion is really important for you and Christianity specifically, right? Yes. Um, talk a little bit about when you found out how important that was to you. You know what? Jesus has always had a hold on me. <laughs> Even when I didn't want to, it's like, okay, all right, all right. You know, um, he's always been a listening ear. Uh, he's always been a good friend. Um, even when I didn't know it. And I, I'm just so grateful for God. And I don't know, it's really hard for me to distinguish a defining moment. Um, you felt that as a child too. Even as a kid, mm -hmm. like I remember, I remember I was sitting on the sofa with my mom the day I accepted Jesus. But a piece of me, I just kind of took it like like he is. I mean, yeah, we recorded it that I accepted it, but at the same wow. time too, I kind of always knew that it was a part of me. And God is very good. But you know what? On my mom's side of the family, um, on her dad's side, uh, he's from Georgia. Um, his grandpa was a minister, and so my mom always says, like, like he's probably like really praying, like, you know, like, oh, I hope all the grandbabies, great great grandbabies, have faith. Um, and God is just so good to me. Uh, yeah, I could just say that like a thousand times, and it still wouldn't be enough. Mm -hmm. So your mom, uh, Mexican, you said, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Was it Catholicism specifically, or not necessarily for her? Oh, uh, my mom. So she started going to church, um, like kind of by herself. She mm -hmm. has a lot of siblings. Um, and, uh, and, and, um, yeah, she's a lot of siblings. And so she started, she was very much like a free ranger because there's so many, I mean, so, so, it sounds like so, so many, it's only seven, but still, you know, anyway, so she started going to church um, around the corner from her house, my mom, my grandma's house. Um, I actually visited the church a couple weeks ago. It was very nice. Um, and she was baptized and she remembered, and she remembered actually, that one of her teachers that took interest in her and really started to help her to learn English because she didn't speak any English until she was 13. What city is she in? Um, was she in at this time? Oh, in Tucson. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking her to church and like helping her get involved mm -hmm. in the community. And so that's kind of when it started for her in regards to her immediate family. But on my grandpa's side, like, like faith has always been a thing. And I think it's interesting because I had a teacher one time, um, we had a lot of debates in class, and he asked me, he's like, well, Abby, you're always talking about Jesus. Like, well, what made you know it was right? You know, what makes you know Christianity is right compared to all the other religions? And I said, you know, when we take a, a bigger perspective and we really think of the world, no matter what we call the idea of a higher power and believing that our life is, is pushed forward and created by a higher power and having faith and peace in that, I think that's what the true identity of faith is. It's not so much the names and the labels. It really is that deep spiritual aspect that gives you peace that no matter what happens, you'll always be okay. How much does um, study of the Bible root you in you know, Christianity? I mean, there's lots of lessons in the Bible. There's lots of stories. And there's, uh, there's also, I think, a, a great ability to 
and really understand and learn about faith. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So as I mentioned, um, I really like the fact that nutrition is so closely related to the Bible. Jesus used so many food metaphors. Like think about it. The first sin was eating something you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like what? And so, and I think it's a metaphor for feeding your spirit and your life with things that don't benefit you. And allowing um, outside influences to get you to do negative things. But at the same time, too, when I think about um, just the text of the Bible itself, it's such a, a place of knowledge. And it's something I really appreciate because even just reading like one little sentence from it, it just gives me power. Because the nice thing is uh, like a hundred people could read the same scripture and get like a thousand different messages in response. And one passage that really motivates me every day is the Proverbs 31 woman. And I just love how it talks about she wakes up early that's i'm still working on that she wakes up early <laughs> gotta go to bed early i am i'm a total yeah. night owl like when i'm at night uh-huh. i'm like oh i'm gonna write letters to top ceos you know but anyway she wakes up early she prepares food for the people that serve her like her servant girls she makes sure that her family it talks about how her family um is well for the winter and i think it's really a metaphor about making sure you have um savings and things for like those rainy days and being someone on the younger side sometimes i can be a little short-sighted it's like i'm gonna live forever and so it encourages me like okay abby like "Mm -hmm, prepare (laughs) and um it's just something that i when i open it or even when i just go online and i look up a few words it just motivates me it makes me feel happier um yeah. <laughs> so how does that show up? Um, probably a little too personal here. I knew that was oh, coming. It's okay. Why does I don't that, mind. I don't know. I knew that was coming. How does that show up in your, your dating life? My dating life? Because I would assume, you know, oh. dating is like, look, I've, I've been married for a really long time. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, I know dating is very different today. <laughs> and why do you look at me like that? What, what was that? I'm a square. I'll just, well, I'm but a square. I, I, know, I know that like social, like, I know there's like these different. What's the uh, question? What do you call it? it? I'm a square. Websites? I'm, I'm waiting apps? until apps, I'm married. Oh, yeah. I am a square as a box. Okay. I am. I've been told so many times, like Abby, you're boring. I, I think I'm gonna get like a Poindexter of a husband, like someone that has like a, a pocket protector. And, like, <laughs> Wait, and, now, like, I heard you say something about waiting until you're married. Yes, I'm waiting. For and what? So, um, <laughs> don't make me blush. <laughs> no. I'm- um, I am a square, sir, you know, and so, um, I am, <laughs> my grandma, my grandma's going to see this. <laughs> well, not just your grandma. My grandma. Um, you might have some points, some Urkels out there getting excited right now. <laughs> Hopefully they do, okay. But, um, no, I am, I am, I'm square. I am square. So, you know what? I would say this. It. It helps people who just see that they're not the right choice for me. Like, oh, I don't want you to talk to her. Um, but at the same time, too, it helps me to pick better uh, significant others mm-hmm. to uh, possibly date and go out with. Um, I'm very much a private person. Um, you know, I, I I don't think I'll ever post anybody on so Monday, someday if I have someone. I don't think I'll ever post on social media. I'm just very, like, a private person. Um, but at the same time, too, because I am not focused on the physical I'm better able to focus on mm-hmm. things like the mental like okay like do they like for me a question I always ask is community service like oh like who do you like to volunteer with what are your some favorite nonprofits? like well when I was in college like I graduated and I volunteered with my frat it's like sir you're 40 like what <laughs> <laughs> 
If you don't have a heart for the people, you're talking about right, right, exactly. If you don't have a heart for the people, like I, I, that's like a deal breaker for me. So how does that happen for you? Like me? You're, you're 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 a public person in terms of the other community that you serve and you're you're in. How do people like? Do you, I'm, I'm assuming people approach you a lot. I would assume. No, <laughs> I think I've been told that like Abby, like you're, you're you look too expensive. You are <laughs> too expensive. You, oh, God. you are intimidating. Um, and and you know I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. Um, I had a gentleman when I said I was waiting. He said, "Well, he's like, well, what do you think's gonna happen? You're gonna get a certificate from the priest." And I was like, like, and I just think it's. I think I. I truly believe. I truly, truly believe, and I pray on it all the time. And you know what? I'll tell you a little funny story. I truly believe that God has someone very special for me. Wait, God is saving me for someone very special. And, you know, when we get together, we're going to be able to serve the community and really make a difference. You know, the other day, I, I will tell you, I will tell you this little story. I went to a charity function last week and there was someone that, I, you know, I did fancy a smidge. And like, oh, yeah, I mean, and at the party, I saw them with someone else. And I've been told like, since April. And so my little heart was like... Okay, so let me let me throw something at you. But but we we'll give the antidote, okay? So I went home okay. and I was praying. I was like, God, like, oh my gosh, I just want to get married one day and have kids and be a hot soccer mom. Like, please, Jesus. <laughs> and then my phone started ringing and it was a man's name. And I was like, <laughs> but it was just someone from church because we're volunteering the next morning to go work at a ranch. And it was it was the wife too. So I was like, yeah, okay, okay. But I hear that you hear me, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's just for a second. When you, how did you let this man know you didn't say I fancy you a smidge to him? Did you? Is that how you put it? No. Because <laughs> that might be. First of all, I do want to applaud you. I do want to applaud you. Look, I think I think it's great that you know you have you know these values that you want to hold on to and that you you certainly. You know, you expect that someone's going to come into your life and, and someone very special that's right for you. I think that's amazing. I think that's, hold on to that, right? Um, but Charles, hold on. Just, okay, one second. I would, but, but, but she never answered the question. I, I wanted to okay. answer it. Right. How did you let that man know that even though I'm this square prize, I'm still interested in you? Well, oh, after the event? No, it, yeah. Oh, what, in general? What, yeah. How, oh. how, was he aware? You know what? It's funny because I respectfully, I, I didn't think of them that seriously. Um, they're a great person, you know, um, like, like nationally. Like, you know? But at the same time, too, um, one day, someday, they said, like, Abby, like, you know, I want you to be my girlfriend. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And... <laughs> And uh, they're like, well, I don't know. I said, why don't you figure it out and get back to me, okay? Maybe, maybe like, my, like, need of understanding is one of the reasons why. It's like, oh, maybe right now I'm single. But anyway, so they told me that. I said, oh, like, I didn't know you liked me like that, you know. And that was a couple months ago. They said that to you? Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I, I didn't know you liked me Right. Like See, that. and that's kind of why I'm but, asking the question. Because it's, a, it's always a two-way street, but, right? So let me explain. When okay. my pageant came up, I said, like, oh, like, the significant others get a plus one ticket. I'd like to give you my ticket um, so you can come. Um, 
and because uh, I said, you know, like I, I'm cutting everybody else off. Like I want it to just be. Like, you told him you know? that. Yeah, I said it, and I even I had like a printed picture of us when we went to like a, a classical concert, and I was like, here you go, like I'm ready. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll be like, you know, I'm gonna be on a, a trip, you know, fishing, blah, blah blah. So I can't come to the pageant, but like, okay. And um, and a couple weeks later, I was just. Let me throw something out. I'm gonna 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 throw something out. Go throw it out. Uh, get a mint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he may think that he is being inserted into a show. He probably really needs to know it's about him. Right. And not being at the event or not because you're, you're very beautiful, very smart, but he may feel like he's filling a, a void. Right. And, and it might not be anything you're doing. It just may be. As a part of a production. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So he may really need to hear from you. Hey, dude. All that aside. See, you can't. But you can't. No, I can that, that piece because I had to realize I said, you know, just any this man. Person, this person doesn't want to have uh, any more children. Um, they don't want to okay, get married Okay, well, you're not again. throwing that out there. Okay, you know? that's, See, that's, that's, that's... Okay. So that's... Time. All right. So I have just... I said, you okay. know what? And that actually goes back to my point about connecting with people that you connect with intellectually. Because this is a very smart man. You know, if I ever need advice um, in their career field, like... I don't have to, thankfully, I don't have to pay what his clients pay. And I can just say, like, oh, I need advice. Like, can you da -da 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 -da, look over this for me? And so I think it's important to really date someone that you connect with intellectually. Because when those moments of passion in a relationship are not there, like, what do you have? Your brains. Absolutely so, right. Um, Emotionally. That's like my yeah. circle antidote of the whole little spiel. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure no, we got no, to No, 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 no. I, I, I thought that was, I I thought that was very important. <laughs> I, I thought that was very important. Next, yeah. and, and certainly it's super helpful. Um, I, I just think that, you know, you have an opportunity here, right? And, and you, you, I think to DJ's point, like you have a platform that can be, in some respects, be intimidating in, in that someone could see that, well, maybe this won't be about me in terms of what the two of us could become together. That you have to be a part of something that's bigger that they not, they're not necessarily connected to, right? And he'll be number two, two. to Jesus, I guess, right? Yeah, I was right. Just to say, like, yeah, which is all good, right? <laughs> so, okay. That's okay. You just don't want to be three or four or five, mm -hmm. you know. But that, it's exciting to be where you are in life and be able to make all these choices and these wonderful opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, you have to pinch yourself some mornings, right, and think you you've worked very hard and you've earned everything that you have. But you're in a position to impact so many people in life and inspire so many people. That's got to feel good, right? Yes. I was looking at your Facebook page and mm -hmm. I was noticing some of the things that you do in the community. Um, yes. You know, even over the weekend this past weekend, mm -hmm. like you're so involved and so connected. And, and to DJ's point, you're impacting so many people. And I just think for young people to be able to do that in this day and age is super inspiring, and it shows other people how important it is to have connection and to care about other people. Thank you very much. And the things you're not doing, mm -hmm. you know, act because you, you have a certain level of accountability mm -hmm. that comes with the roles you assume. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And people sometimes underestimate. There's a lot of stuff you may think about doing. You just can't consider. It's very true. Doing right. Mm -hmm. And I think male, female, we all need to hear that. And all of us can learn from that. And that all eyes on you all the time. 
So, so talk about that a little bit. Like, does that ever become a drain for you, or is that just something you've assumed? Like, hey, that's who I am now. It's. I think my personality. I've always been. I've always liked to say loquacious, vivacious, tenacious. I've always been like that. Sounds like some AKA stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been like that, even in high school. Um, And I think, I think, I humbly, I think I'm an interesting person. And so I'm kind of used to the idea of like, 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 what is Abby doing? Like, oh, I heard, I heard, you know. And so I, I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and also working with kids, like sometimes there's just weird situations where like they're, they give you a hug and like there's like boogers and snot. And, like, From them? Oh, of course. It's been oh. all even little ones. <laughs> and so when strangers give me hugs and all that, I'm not that bothered by it. Um, and so I think I just love people so much. It's a joy. It's a blessing. That's, that's beautiful. Honor. That's great. And um, the responsibility. I actually, earlier um, last year, with earlier this calendar year, I wrote letters to um, all of the mayors and our governor. And I just wrote in the letter, I said, you know what, the crown, the head that holds the crown is heavy. Um, people on the outside always want to criticize because they don't know, they're not in your position. But I just want to let you know I applaud you because whatever you think you're doing that is right, it's what you believe is right in the moment. And I support you because it's, it's really tough to be in the public eye. Like I'm listening to the um, biography of Jackie O right now. So sad. Who knew John was like that? Yeah. Anyway, um, I just finished Nancy, and I just finished um, Cindy McCain. She's released a new book. And just hearing about the pressure that these ladies went through as leaders and as women, it's just like, oh, my gosh. You know, I applaud them. It's, it's tough, but it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we could probably talk to you for another hour. Yes. Seriously, <laughs> you're, you're a very intriguing person, and um, you're making a lot of impact, and I, and I think that's wonderful. And we need more examples of young ladies doing what you're doing. And I, 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 as much as you talk about and people think about you impacting young women, mm-hmm. it's always broader than that for us as black people. We're impacting kids, adults, males, females. So I, I think that that's a beautiful part of what you're doing as, as well. So um, we have to, unfortunately, I think, wrap up. But is there anything you would like to leave us with or anything you want to ask us before we let you go? I would like to leave the audience with a um, moment of encouragement to really consider documenting their successes. Like I said, hmm. winners write their own history. Um, and in these audiobooks I'm listening to, all these things that were accomplished are archived. So create your own archives and not on like a laptop, but Consider even having like a scrapbook of your accomplishments. Like this was my resume when I graduated idea. high school. This is my resume when I graduated college, et cetera, et cetera. Keeping those things that really tell the storyline of who you are because we're supposed to take care of like the, the grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren. Like those generations aren't gonna know who you are unless you make an impact on a big scale for others. And if you document how you did it, so we can use that as a blueprint to do it again. You know, Cass said that earlier. Mm-hmm. about our achievements. Mm-hmm. That's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Our prior guest said the exact same thing. You hear it twice, must be right. Yeah, must, <laughs> something like that, yeah. Well, that. You, you've been a pleasure. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you for being transparent with us, too. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Happy Charles, everyone. And thank you for joining us on The Conscious Vibe. Thank you for joining us. And check us out on tcvpodcast.com. <laughs>